It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I'm Mindy. And I'm Josh. How's it going, Mindy? Good. Um, Did this disrupt your flow? No? no? Okay. Does it look like I'm disrupted? No, but that was my intention. <laughs> I'm all, my face is all red and pissed. No, I mean, I'm used to it. At least it was clean. That was like, just like right in there. Yeah. Not like as I was going into, into my, it, you're yeah, my own. Like that. As I was going into, into your own story. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You still managed to do it. How's it going? Good. What are you so, up to? Well, I mean, I'm just here sitting. <laughs> like we're having some kind of AIM conversation. Yeah, it's like we've been together for the whole day. Then you know what I've Did been doing. Did you ever doing. used to use AIM? Yeah, I used to use AIM. Do you remember what your... Was it Almond King? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Josh810 on everything. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need to find me, guys, I'm Josh810 <laughs> on Twitter. Um, I was probably Josh810 on like... I, I mean, I was on AIM for sure. And I just, MSN... I, MSN. Windows Live. I, I just remember AIM. Like, I remember the noises. Like, if you played the noise to me, you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. That's, but, I mean. It's better now with, like, WhatsApp, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. WhatsApp is pretty sweet. But anyways, um, yeah, we're back. We've been having some uh, eventful days. We took some engagement photos yesterday <laughs> as yeah. of this recording. And it was really cool. We did one of the... Not really like a standard go outside and hug next to some trees and chill on some woods. Sit on some, <laughs> on some wood. In, in chill in the woods. Oh, in the woods, yeah. And then just like pose. Stare into each other's eyes with like the sun in the background. We didn't do any of that shit. We did <laughs> stuff at our own house where we were like making a pizza, playing video games, podcasting, doing all the stuff we like to do. So it was yeah. a lot of fun. And we got champagne all over the kitchen and ceiling. Yeah. I like cuz well, <laughs> when we try to open it, the cork um like broke apart. And yeah, so, it broke inside the So a photographer was like just put your finger your thumb on top of it and then just shake it. Mm. And so I thought like this was what, after we were able to push the piece of the cork back yeah. in. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought like I would be able to hold it with my thumb and then mm. whenever I let go, like everything was like come out. But no, like as soon as I, I shook it, like <laughs> yeah, it, just it just came out and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> got, was very messy. It was, it was fun though. Yes. It's going to be some good pictures out of that. But yeah, that's for a whole other, <laughs> that's going to be way in the future. We're going to have our, we're still getting our uh, plans sorted out for a our wedding. wedding and all that stuff, which yeah. should be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, in a totally unrelated note, um, we're going to be talking about cults. Yay. That's unrelated, right? <laughs> I mean, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be part of a cult. Yeah, we're on episode 57. I'm surprised we haven't addressed this already since it's a pretty fascinating topic and it's pretty, uh, like mainstream like a lot of people do podcasts and like about cults. articles about cults i think so at least yeah I, I think what gave us the idea was we're playing um life is strange yeah um um and i guess i don't want to spoiler spoil alert it, but spoiler <laughs> alert but <laughs> as if everybody plays that game um but one of the characters he is um he he gets to be in a cult well he gets to be he, yeah he gets the opportunity 
to yeah. be brainwashed in like a religious cult. Yeah. So, um, and then I was like, "Hey, we should do an episode on cults." So here we are. Yeah. So yeah. A day okay. later, we got our research done, and uh, you you said yours is kind of short. I'm thinking. I guess so. Um, I have a lot of stuff, so let's go ahead and jump into yours. Yeah, it was just hard because it was just like you've heard of all of them. Yeah, like the Manson and all that. Yeah, Ancheminkio, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. um, Children of God. But I wanted to do something like I hadn't, I didn't know anything about, and I maybe thought maybe you wouldn't know anything about it either. Probably not. Um, and that also didn't involve murdering children. Oh, and good. So yeah, there's no. There's I feel no, like that should at least be our limit. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, we try to make it funny, and you can't really make (laughs) fun of child murder and incest and all that terrible shit, so. Not with that attitude. (laughs) (laughs) So, there was one clone I did find that was, like, really fucked up, and Mm. and about had, like, child murder and incest and things like that. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. And I was like, let's do this one instead. Mm -hmm. So, this is called... Uh, this is a cult called the Sullivanians. Okay. Okay. Like Sullivan? Yeah, Sullivan. And if hmm. there were like a group of people. Started by one family, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So the group was founded by the Sullivan Institute in 1957. So it was a married couple. So it was Saul Noonan and his wife, Dr. Jane Pierce. Um, so they kind of... They had these three buildings on the Upper West Side in New York, New York City. And um, and so what they did is, like, they kind of found, like, again, they found a cult. But the kind of reasoning for the cult was, like, they're kind of tired of um, the traditional family system. And okay. so they, they wanted to provide an alternate alternative. Uh, because they believed that it was the root uh, that the traditional family system was the root of all social anxiety, which mm. so they you, weren't you can, so they can, weren't big on like regular household families. Yeah, just that they there's too much pressure there. I guess. Yeah, like heterosexual have a couple of kids. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which I mean, I guess you can make an like, argument. Uh, yeah. You can make an argument for it, it. It is a main factor of social anxiety, but I wouldn't say it's like the. The reason for social right. anxiety. And, like, you have to make sure that people don't have a regular family because of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or at least give... Yeah. Okay, so... Um, the Institute was part therapy center um, and part of a poly- uh, polyamorous commune. Mm. Um, and so the wife that the of the couple that started it, um, she kind of gave therapy sessions, but... And she's a doctor, but she's actually a marxist with no formal training as a therapist so hmm. that's not it's not legit qualifications yeah to be a therapist not to yeah. be trained as a therapist it's kind of like <laughs> like anyone can be a therapist whatever. missing an important step there yeah like the biggest step yeah. <laughs> Phew. Nice. at least that was a little one that time <laughs> Um, so, um, the commune began attracting members in the late 1960s. Many of them are well-known artists and intellectuals, including writer Richard Pierce, I mean, Richard Price, Hmm. singer Julie Collins, and Jackson Pollock. Hmm. Um, he wrote in his biography that he started seeing Ralph Kleen for therapy in 1955, which is one of the therapists Hmm. over there. Um, the purpose of the group as as preached by, um, you know, the couple, 
um, and others was to expand the revolutionary promise in the 1960s. Members would find a social circle of like-minded people, mostly well-educated, secular, leftist, uh, and Jewish people, committed to the brand of psychotherapy um, with, with radical politics and sexual liberation. So every, like, conservative's worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that. And I don't know why Jewish people in, in particular, I guess maybe, I don't know, they want to be sexually free and mm. fuck whoever, I guess. So just, I mean, that's, if that's, your, that's what you're into, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. As long as you're not part of a cult. I mean, cults are bad. Right. But if you want to just, like, sleep with people, I mean, that's, that's you. You do you. <laughs> um... Despite having a seemingly lax nature, the village still had plenty of rules. Most of the members lived in the sex-segregated uh, apartments on the Upper West Side, where they were forbidden from engaging in exclusive relationships unless approved by Newton. So it's kind of like the opposite of like conservative families or whatever. Right. Where so you can't be exclusive with somebody, but can you still just mess around with multiple people or I don't know how that works. Yeah. So as long as you're messing around with a lot of people, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But if you're like exclusive to one person, you're like, whoa, whoa. Calm don't. down. Don't, you don't want to form an actual family. <laughs> yeah. Here. Um, children born in the group were shipped off to boarding schools and or given caretakers with their parents only allowed to visit them for an hour or two a day. Hmm. Um, and I guess, like, the people, again, the people they attracted were, like, more wealthy people, and so they were able to afford to do that, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, in mandated weekly sessions, therapists advised patients to cut off all contact with outside friends and relatives, relatives except when in need of money. So, kind of, like, not great therapists. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a common in a lot of cults is, like, you just cut off from everything besides that cult. Like, if you associate with other, or like people you used to know or friends or people that aren't involved in what you're involved in, then like you get shunned or punished or something. Yeah. So sad. Not great. Yeah. As the rank swelled in the mid seventies, uh, the group took an increasingly authoritarian nature, as you, as it goes in cults. You know, there's always like some leaders that like try to control everyone yeah um, of course so people thought they made this sh this shift because dr pierce you know the um the um wife mm -hmm. was he the, was she the wife or was he the husband hold on pierce was the husband i thought no Pier dr pierce is his wife is the wife what was his name then no. oh, saul newton newton okay and so this kind of shift happened, which the tribute to the shift was because of Dr. Pierce left um, and Newton actually got a second wife called her name was Joan Harvey. And she was a soap opera actor, hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was Harvey's idea to merge the therapy group with a politically progressive theater collective called the fourth wall. Hmm. Um, and so in 1978, um, the trope signed a lease with um, this theater in the East Village. And so when the previous company, I guess they were like a um, another like actor theater play or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when they refused to leave the theater, hundreds of civilians uh, took over the space and destroyed their sets, um, leading to three arrests. 
So this mm. is where the crime comes in. Oh, here we go. Um, the group began to crumble. And, well, I mean, there's other things that happened, um, but they never really killed anyone. They just committed like a bunch of like... Petty crimes? Yeah, petty crimes. Like there's um, graffiti, like graffiti that you can still see in the cities, on the buildings in the city, in New York City, mm. like where they used to live. Like you can see the graffiti that they made because mm. I guess they never got to... Yeah, they never got over. around to it. I mean, I guess New York City is pretty big. <laughs> so, um, so the the cult really began to fall apart in the late 1980s because there were two custody suits filed by these two people called Michael Bray and Paul Spencer, who were um, previous members of the cults and kind of realized, like, oh, this is kind of like a sex cult. Maybe we should get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Um, who kind of brought to the public, um, you know, the group's violent tendencies and, um, to say lightly, controversial child rendering practices. You know, the mm. whole just, when you have a baby, just ship them off to <laughs> boarding school <laughs> with another relative. Yeah. And so, like, because of those lawsuits, we were like, oh, shit, this is like an actual cult. Holy shit. And mm-hmm. they're like having like crazy sex and whatever else yeah. they do. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and so the cult was actually stopped after Newton's death in 1991. Hmm. So just in time, right before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right before I was born, <laughs> which is good. But there are people that still claim that his sec- that uh, Newton's second wife and her new husband uh, continue um, operating a smaller community out of their home in New Rochelle. Rochelle? Whatever. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's not really been proved. Like corroborated or anything? Right? Yeah. There's no really proof that they're kind of doing the same cult thing. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. But that's, that's the rumor anyways. Mm. And so, yeah, the Savalians just, you know, nothing, you know, there were criminals and things like that. Yeah, but, it's not too bad. And really obsessed with, like, sex. <laughs> you, you took it easy this time. Yeah, I could have. all these dark I, themes we've had. I could have got a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you could have. Um, do you want I'm gonna give you, like, a summary of the worst one I found? Sure. So, I forget what the cult was called, but it was, like, this guy who was, who was the father, um... Oh, I think it was called like the vampire cult or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where um, he I don't like believed, the sound of this. Yeah, so like I think the 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 man who's a dad, um, he believed that Jesus was a vampire and that he was a vampire, and so like, <laughs> <laughs> and so like he uh, like Is that he had the basis take, of the whole cult, <laughs> essentially, from what I read, anyways. And so that um, he. Um, he had to like take his daughters as wives and so like a lot of his daughters had children and then like when he was about to be found out by the police like he murdered like all his kids and his grandkids that are mm. technically his kids so mm. it's it's pretty fucked up yeah yeah so i'll edit that out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of fucked up stuff out there. Yeah, at least it's just, at least it's just, like adult people, yeah. you know. And like going to boarding school is not that bad, right? So yeah, so that's the sub aliens or whatever they're called. <laughs> it just keeps sounding like you're saying civilians. Solvanians. 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 I mean, I don't even know. So yeah, because it's the Sullivan Institute. Yeah, Sullivan. Sullivanians. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a word, so whatever. 
Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. All right, very cool. Speaking of fucked up situations, let's go ahead and get into questioning Florida. Okay, so I uh, did something a little different this week for questioning Florida. I'm not going to have like a score on this one. It's not going to be a stupid guy. I just found this um, story and I wanted your opinion on it. Okay. Even though I'm, I'm pretty sure I know where you would stand. I just <laughs> want to see how you feel about it. Okay. And I'm not going to read the headline. I'll just get into it and get your thoughts. Okay. This is um, from December 11th of this year. So a few days ago. Almost my birthday. Almost your birthday. <laughs> I mean, we're closer now, but... That's true. This is a Washington Post article. When Britney Smith and Anita Yanes headed to the strip club, they didn't anticipate they would end up challenging Florida's constitution. Okay. In February 2018, the two friends made plans for a fun girls' night out at Rachel's Orlando, an adult establishment near Orlando International Airport that describes itself as a world-class gentleman's club and steakhouse. Uh, are, uh, are they underage? No. Oh, okay, then I don't see anything wrong so far. So far, no, but you'll see something wrong. Yanes had driven more than six hours from Spring Hill, Alabama, after Smith, who lived in the Orlando area, raved about her experiences at the club, according to a lawsuit the women filed two months later. So, so far, we don't know what's going on. I mean, why would you drive six know. hours? I hope for... there were other reasons. I thought the same. You're in Florida. There's a strip club, like probably at least thirty minutes away. No, the one that drove was from Alabama. The uh... strip club is in Florida. Mm, okay, never mind. But still, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there was more to it. Okay. During her weekly visits to the strip club, Smith, the one that lives there, had noticed that one dancer bore a strong resemblance to Yanes, and she wanted her friend to see for herself. So I guess she said, hey, this chick looks like you. Let's go check her out. Mm-hmm. But Smith had never been to the club without a male companion, and she was in for a surprise. When the two women arrived, they were informed they wouldn't be allowed to enter without a man, the lawsuit says. Your eyebrow mm. just went straight up in the sky. Yeah. I mean, I get. I guess like it's called a gentleman's club but <laughs> is there something in the rules that say like no men allowed like if you're not accompanied by a man you're not allowed in okay so here's where they try to explain themselves a manager explained that the policy was intended to discourage prostitution and that an unaccompanied woman and that unaccompanied women might take men's attention off the strippers so I'm sorry. Are they are, are they getting naked? <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. So, I mean, it's kind of offensive that it's just like just a woman going in alone. Like, oh, she might try to like solicit guys just because she's not with one when she comes in. Like, that's kind of that's kind of weird. Yeah. What if she's like? What if she's gay? <laughs> I mean, there's no way to tell. I guess. I, I guess not, unless she tells them, like, hey, I'm gay. Like, I don't care about the men in here. I just want to look at the women. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Plus, there was the risk that women could come in looking for their husbands and cause drama. So that's there's three reasons they give. What do you think uh, about their reasoning? <laughs> I, I get the last point, but at the same time, like, just because you think drama's gonna get by doesn't mean you shouldn't let women not yeah. go to a strip club i guess i don't know so 
the suit kicking off a legal battle that pits liberal Florida communities against the conservative state government. On Monday, the city council voted to join at least a dozen other cities in siding with the women and filing friend of the court briefs in the case. Um, now, so this was in February 2018. Okay. This is almost two years later after the incident. The friends are in the unusual position of having officials from all over Florida fighting for their right to visit a strip club. <laughs> so when they filed their... Uh, when they filed their lawsuit in April 2018, the women argued that the strip club's policy violated Orange County's human rights ordinance, which prohibits gender-based discrimination. Yeah. I mean, they have a point, right? Mm-hmm. But last May, the circuit court judge, Keith Karsten, dismissed the suit, ruling that the complaint should have been filed under the Florida Civil Rights Act. Okay. So who cares? Technicality, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I see your point, but you have the wrong name on this, so I'm going to throw it out completely. Um, but can you just like can you just like white it out or something? <laughs> yeah. and while the Florida Civil Rights Act bars discrimination on the basis of race, sex, and national origin, it doesn't protect people from being treated differently because of their sexual orientation. So consequently, liberal communities like Miami Beach and Delray Beach have passed their own LGBTQ inclusive civil rights ordinances, many of which outlaw discrimination on the basis of gender identity or expression. Yeah. Because yeah. cause why would you want to, like, um, not allow, like, the lesbian community or yeah. bi people, to, like, they like boobs. Yeah. You know, they, they if, if they're willing to pay, like, let them, like, see some titties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Like, your money is good anywhere if you're a guy or a girl. Uh, yeah. See some boobs. Yeah. I mean, if I had a shirt club, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, if you, you like to see some boobs, like, come on in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, it kind of ends with, it, there's still not really a resolution yet. Um, there's talking about Steve Mason. He's the attorney for this trip club. And uh, he says, I understand why certain cities and counties across the state are in a panic that their anti-discrimination codes may be invalidated. I hope that they are. They are unconstitutional. So yeah. it's kind of just being like a and, dick. Yeah. And those, and again, those, um, the owners of those strip clubs are just going to lose money. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it, uh, I understand that it's the business's right to make their own judgment calls and stuff and have their own. So I don't know what's going to come of it, but I feel like people should take that into account and be like, oh, I'm not going to go here anymore because that, that's lame that they're not letting. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. That'd be cool if they started their own strip club, those two girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, if, if they if they won this lawsuit, mm-hmm. that'd be Yeah, cool. they could use that money. Yeah, they could have, like, I don't know, like, uh, how do, I don't even, I've never been in a strip club before, so I don't even know how this works, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, they take their clothes off, and then guys look at them and give them. But do much. they have, like, <laughs> their private sections or something? Yeah, there's, like, a champagne room, which is, like, oh, I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> no there's like i think if there's certain like vip rooms or something where you can well, pay I'm, more and get like a lap well because what shit. i'm because what i'm thinking is like could they have like different sections like one a guy section and one a girl section like oh yeah i guess i don't know like not necessarily like separate... thought of that. are there like by are there like dual purpose <laughs> strip clubs where they all have guy strippers and girl strippers and then i don't know 
I'm sure that exists somewhere in like, like Amsterdam. Maybe. <laughs> for maybe or Florida. if I have a bachelorette or something, I'll be like, let's just go for like a strip club for like five minutes just so I know <laughs> just what to, it's yeah. just, just like. Neither just, of us have stepped foot in one, right? No. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Well, I'm kind it's of close. Strange. Like I parked in a strip club one time because like, well, you yeah, know. Yeah, because that bar next door. Yeah. Yeah. That's the closest we've got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. so there's that. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. No yeah. no drugs, no guns this time. Taking a break from all the dumbass guys. Well, I mean, it's, they're secondly dumbass guys. That's true. They're just not committing crimes. No, they're just being... Um, Discriminatory. Yeah. Against women. Yeah. All right. And from that, before I get into my main story, we're going to do a new segment. Uh-oh. And probably one time only because it's topic specific. They're willing to pay and, like, let them, like, see some titties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 